this series about faith is your life. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up every week, and it just doesn't wrap up. So we're just going to, we're going to just let it go. We just want the Word. We, we want God's Word for the right hour, and so we just we press that. Uh, you know the, the program, we're, we're into mastery. You and I have to master. Whatever we know, we have to be masters of it. This young man that stepped up this morning and sat with, down with me on this bench out here, uh, he knew the Word. Ha. He, he was quoting it, and uh, it's like, wow, where'd you get this? Well, I was in a Baptist church, and I just said I wasn't ever going to do this bad thing or that bad thing, but he said, I'm, I'm out of a job right now. Then my kids are hungry. Can you help? And what are you going to do? He's quoting the Word. He's, he's, he's not. Uh, so here we came. That's what we all ought to do. We just got to find a way to do it. Praise God. By the way, uh, well, I'll do that later. Uh, chapter 8, let's look in verse 31. Let's read it together. I'm in the King James. Let's do this. Verse 31 and 2. Ready, read. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. This is an amazing word. He said, if you continue in my word. So we know how important the word is uh, in being a disciple, an ongoing continuing the word, not one, one and done, not, uh, well, I read the whole Bible. I read the whole New Testament. I read through it. I ought to be done. I, everything that's in there, I got. Well, you didn't get it. You just, uh, you just got an overview, but we have to get it integrated into our life. We have to feed our spirit man. I and you are regenerated in our spirit man. We are regenerated. And that regenerated creature in Christ he has the potential to receive spiritual food, spiritual input, words of life that are the very essence of God to be imprinted on our spirit man and cause us to be exactly what that word is. That life that comes into us then is integrated into our being and we become the word that we put in. And we know whatever you think about is what you become. You become whatever you think about. Whatever you think about is coming in your life. So if we think about trouble and danger and oh despair and, and uh, you know, all that, well, that's in your future. You can't get around it. But if you think about, ah, as he is, so am I in this world. Greater is he that is in me. Trouble's on its way. I take, paid no attention to it. I've already handled it in prayer. I've already handled it in my faith. And it'll just bounce off me. Uh, it won't take hold. So we, we've been talking about how truth, according to this scripture, what the Lord Jesus said, truth is the dividing line in your life. You're on one side or other of the truth. You're running from the truth because it's hard and I don't like it and it doesn't sound fun and, and it's just hard. Or you're on the other side that says, give me more. I'm after it. I'm hard. I'm a truth lover. And I'm putting it in because every time I do, it changes something. I get an upgrade. And I think I'm at the top. I think this is as good as it can be. And there it is. The word comes in and upgrade again. Things just happen. You just get your car paid for. You get your house paid for. You get, you get, uh, you get a job for your kids. Just things that you didn't specifically ask about or whatever. God just says, I can do that. I want you to turn to a scripture that's in uh, 1 John. Um, 
1 John chapter 5. We could turn to a, a, bun, a bunch of them, but uh, truth makes you strong. I said truth makes you strong because the lie is weak. The lie is deceptive. The lie is of this world, and the lie is of the devil. No matter if it's just a blatant lie, like healing's passed away, or God doesn't want you rich, some lie like that, those are lies, or you've got to be good enough to get saved. You can't be not good enough. Those are all lies, but when you hear the truth, even though the truth sometimes is, is challenging to us, and we have to wrap around it, and we have to conform to get it in, we have to put it in and put it in and put it in, yet it makes us strong to have it in. There's a confidence. There's, a, there's an aura about you, a fearlessness, a fierceness. You can't really measure it on the one hand to say, well, you know, I'm up to a 6.3 and I used to be a 5.7. But you can tell that when trouble comes, your approach, your attitude, your perspective, you have an outlook that says, no step for a stepper. I can handle this. Whereas it used to, at one time, freak you out, just make you go, oh, no, what are we going to do? You get an IRS letter, and you go, ah, oh, what's this going to be? And you just melt down before you open it. And they say, well, we have we, we overcharged you. There's $231 coming because we have to refund you. And you go, ah, oh, I wish I'd have believed. I wish I hadn't lost it before I opened it. Well, that's what we're becoming. And you can't really measure that except around ourselves where we testify but I'm telling you, it's changing your life. This word is going to win. We don't have light shows. We don't have smoke machines. We don't do a lot of um, things. Everybody knows how to do it. We're, ha we're having our Christmas party on December 19th, Wednesday the 19th. It's just going to come up to our house, and we're going we're gonna to party like Christians ought to party. Hallelujah. We're going to lift up Jesus and eat. <laughs> Isn't that how we should party? Lift up Jesus and eat? <laughs> Y'all tell me if there's more to it. I'll, I'll put it in. But right now, lift up Jesus and eat. Yeah, hug, hug on one another's necks. But uh, uh, this truth is making you strong. We just keep putting the truth in. Just keep uh, uh, pushing over sacred cows. Things that we've always thought were true that are not through, true. Just keep pushing back on stuff that uh, that people want to believe, and uh, yet they can't get they can't get free believing those things, and uh, uh, so we put the word in Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word, and we know that word comes is in italics, uh, more accurately is faith is activated by hearing. We're already got faith in us at the new birth. But it's just lying there like a little baby. It's just lying there like an undeveloped and immature entity inside of us. It's there. It's, it's, uh, but faith, hearing the word of God, activates it. It, uh, it. it arises. Faith arises when we hear the word. Uh, and if you hear it over and over, which is what that word, that uh, faith comes by hearing, and the implication is the future, future progressive tense, I think, where it literally means faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the Word of God, where you just keep hearing it, and suddenly you and I, we, we conform to that. At first, it's, a, it's, it, it's kind of a, it, it's against us and it's on us, but it doesn't conform to us. It's like a, a basketball and a piece of plywood. It's, they're touching, but it's not much there. But suddenly that thing wraps around that and conforms to it, and we become the Word. 
We become what the Word is. So uh, to be persuaded to believe, you have to, you have to listen and meditate and read and listen and meditate. You've you got you to gotta give yourself continually to it, and then suddenly you're persuaded. You're persuaded. So when something comes, it would be an opportunity in God. He is every day, every day, if God got up, he doesn't get up, he, never, he doesn't slumber or sleep. But so to speak, if he got up, because we get up, he'd say, I got a fresh new set of stuff for you today. I got people lined up to bless you. If you'll just, if you'll just be there, I got them set up. I got doors that are, we've oiled the hinges, and they're going to fly open when you walk by and say, come in here. I got things that, uh, that are going to equip your call. I'm going to make a way where there's every day, every day. God's not holding back saying, I'm cranky today. I don't want to do nothing for you. you, you you've been kind of sluggy and kind of ornery. And, no, he's on. He's always on. We, just got, we say God is good flippantly, but that doesn't mean anything until you believe that he's getting up every day and saying, I got my very best on the front lines for you. I'm not, Billy Graham didn't get it, or Roberts did. I got it saved just for Darlene. I got this stuff lined up. It's, it's right there, and it's pressing on the door. If you'll just touch the doorknob, it'll fly open, and this stuff will pour out. Who believes that? Well, you have to hear the Word and hear the Word and hear the Word till you're persuaded. I'm God's favorite. He's looking for me, and He's looking, and He's got stuff for me. And she just said, you know, and not to believe that is to believe I got this, God. How arrogant, how prideful, how, how one and done we would be with the new birth to say, he delivered, from a he-, he delivered me from hell, but he's pretty much through. He's got to go work on somebody else. How short-sighted of a father would be that way that says, I got you in this world, kid. Do, now you're on your own. He's not that. But when people say God's good and then believe those things, they don't have a definition of good. They just say he's not bad. They find like, oh, I'm really mature here. I just think God doesn't kill people anymore. Wow, big, big revelation. No, he's at the door pressing, saying, if you'll just come by, if you'll just read my word, if you'll just pray a little prayer and just and ask me, I can, I can put this stuff that's been stored up for him, I can just put like Christmas, I can just bring it in. There's so much potential that we have not tapped in. Because we're not hearers and hearers and hearers of the word under understanding. Sure, we hear it, but to understand it, to meditate it, to get it in until we're sons and daughters. Till we think, that's my dad, and don't you talk bad about him because he's only done me good. Every day is a new surprise. Every day is Christmas. Every day is my birthday in God. you got to think that way. And when you do, he can become who you believe. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. you got to think, he's the best. Instead of just one of many, or, you know, i got a crowded, busy life, and, and you know, i got things to do, God. I'd like to have time for you, but I'm really busy. You don't believe God's good. You'd pursue it. Uh, he gave me a scripture back at the beginning of the year that said, What man, and I'm, I'm misquoting it, but close enough, is what man finds a treasure in a field and goes and sells all he has and buys that field. Once you see it in here, once you see him, you go and sell all you have and buy in to this kingdom. <laughs> you don't want none of that thing like, well, 
If you'll work overtime or if you'll work Sundays or if you'll work uh, holidays or if you'll work, you know, give up your vacation, whatever that they tempt us with, we say, Lord, no, I've got plenty. Do y'all have plenty? We got plenty. I read a little article that said, uh, said it's, it's hard to give thanks when times are hard. Oh, that's the time to give thanks. The times are not hard. You're just seeing them. The Word says that, that the righteous only see the reward of the wicked. We just see it, but it's not coming nigh us. Amen? Praise God. So here, uh, when, oh, let me back up. Romans 10, 17, faith comes or arises or is quickened or made alive or is activated by hearing and hearing by the Word. So faith comes immediately. If you need faith for something, it's not an attitude adjustment. It's not a like, I need to just see God better. You need to go get in the Word. You need to go meditate the Word. That's the only way faith comes. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of the world. And that's why we go to college. Now, excuse me, I'm not stepping on college, but, but any educational process that's worldly, you go to hear and hear and hear, and you get a faith for getting a teacher's job or becoming an engineer or whatever by hearing and hearing the word of the world, well, that's, that's good. You, you, <laughs> you ought to have that, but you, got, you can't have that instead of this. you got to have him on the other side as well. So here's a scripture that's in 1 John. I just picked out one. Let me find it again. 1 John chapter 5. I just picked out one. Let's look in verse 13. Now we're going to read three verses together. And I promise you, because of the word that I just read you, faith is going to arise in your heart. It may seem imperceptible. It may seem immeasurable. It may seem inconsequential. But I'm telling you, when you read these three verses, you will have more faith. Let's read verse 13 through 15 together. Ready, read. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that ye have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we desired of him. Now, I'm telling you, I, that feels good. That just, I feel stronger, like, yeah. I am the man. I am the favorite. I am the one that he's tuned into. I, I, I got something going on because I have a confidence. I know I have eternal life, and I know that he hears me when I pray, and I know that when he hears me and hears my petitions that I have, there's a transaction, I have the petitions I've asked of him. That, that can't help but anything. When the devil comes with something, say, poor pitiful you, it looks like hard times ahead of you. They're laying off at the plant. Production's coming down. Things are getting a little loose. We hear they're doing this and that. You have this. I already know who I am. I already know what I can do. And I already know what I have in what I can do. It just, it just insulates you. It just brings an aura around you that says, I'm taking no anxious thoughts saying, what shall I wear, what shall I drink, and what shall I eat? 
I think that's what Jesus you just You just never go there. And if you take no anxious thought saying, then you are not creating anything that can be worked as a weapon formed against you that might prosper. The weapon that's formed against us that prospers is the one that we see and say. If you see it and don't say, it's a weapon that cannot prosper. Is that right? It's formed, it looks like. And, but if you say, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it's flu season. I'm not saying that times are hard. I'm not saying we're not getting into the school we want. I'm not saying I can't have that promotion. I'm not saying it. No weapon formed against you shall prosper if you don't say it. How hard is that? Once you know that, once you understand that, you can make your life. You, you, like, it's like Build-A-Bear, whatever that thing is, where you go in there and build it like you want it. It's, it's build a life, Michael, build a life. See the Word, meditate the Word, faith rises up in you, it's activated, and you say what you believe. You believe until the believing says, and you have whatsoever things you say. Oh, that's too hard. No, no running and fretting and, and, and not having money, and that's hard. This is not hard. All you got to do is read the Word. Read the Word, read the Word, just read the Word. Well, I'm tired of reading the Word. Okay, change till you're not tired. Read it even tired. Just read it. Meditate it. Back up. Get on it. Then suddenly you're in faith. Suddenly you're in faith. Suddenly. Well, I wish I had faith for that. Go read the Word. It's not, faith is not an attitude. Optimism is an attitude. If you're an optimist, you have an attitude, a perspective, an outlook. You have a way of, of looking at something that's on the high side. But that's secular, that's natural, that's carnal. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. Amen. So, here's where we've been. How do you measure your faith? How do you measure your faith? Am I in faith? Here's one way to tell. Faith always initiates a contradiction. Now think about that and tell me if that's right. When you get in faith... When you call things that be not as though they were, when you take aim at those things which are not seen, instead of those things which are seen, you, you immediately initiate a contradiction. You say, I have plenty, but at the moment, you don't have plenty. You say, by his stripes I am healed, but it feels like old Billy. It feels like thunder. The doctor says, we're a little concerned, but we'll prescribe something to see how's it. There's a contradiction. When you're in faith, you're taking new ground. You're taking new ground. You, you got where you are covered. The devil come and see if you really have it where you have it. You're, 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 in, you're comfortable with your income, even though it's a struggle, it's not right. It's, uh, you, you're comfortable... We're comfortable, but, but faith initiates a contradiction. It, it launches something on the offense instead of being on the defense that says, we're going up higher, we're going to do something new. And suddenly and immediately there is a contradiction because you're calling things in. You say into the mountain, be thou removed, be thou removed and cast into the sea. And you don't doubt in your heart, but there's a contradiction. You believe those things which you say shall come to pass, ye shall have, ye shall have. It's the shall right there. There's a time lapse. 
So there's a contradiction. You're claiming it, but nobody can see it. Nobody can measure it. But you've got it. It's a substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence. It's the title deed. It's the, it's the proof inside you that says, I don't care. Seeing is not even the highest form of believing. I don't have to see it because I have faith inside. I've activated it. And it's the placeholder until I can see it. I don't have to see it to stand for it, but I will see it. But there's a contradiction. And people don't like contradictions. But faith is a contradiction, and you have to master the contradiction. It has to be settled. So if you bail out, like, well, I can, I can master it for 20 days. Well, what if it's a 21-day contradiction? You're going to bail. You're going to say, ah, this stuff doesn't work. It didn't, I don't have faith. God, God's allowing this to happen. He doesn't. It's all sorts of false doctrine. All sorts of sacred cows come up, and uh, you won't have it. You'll have to go around the mountain again, won't you? Y'all ever been around the mountain again? I've been around the mountain where I gave up and just said, well, maybe it's not the will of God. Maybe I didn't pray right. Maybe faith is a heart issue. When you, when you write a book and say, do you want to get saved? Do you want to get born again? And you pray this prayer. How many of you know praying that, those written words doesn't get you born again? If you don't have a heart in it, if, you don't, if, it doesn't, if it doesn't demonstrate what's going on inside, it didn't happen. It doesn't say read this and you'll get born again like it's some magic incantation, some witchcraft spell. It's not that at all. So you can really just cry out to God, God save me, boom, you can get saved. Or you can just fake it and just say, well, okay, he said that. I'll say, God save me. You know, it's heart. It's where did your words come from? Did they come from the head? It's got access to the tongue. Or did they come from your spirit? You're born again, you regenerated man, or in this case, a sinner trying to get saved, coming out. Where did it come from? And what was its intent? So you, you don't have to have a formula. don't have to have a four-step thing of how to pray. But you got to have heart. You got, and to have heart, you have to have an understanding that God wants me to have this or do this or be this. And I'm going to agree with him. Faith is simply agreeing with truth. Anytime you agree with truth, faith is present. You, you can't agree with something that's not true. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So you find out what the will of God is. You got to do that. You got to get in here. Did healing pass away? Does God use sickness to, to help us and to teach us and train us and, and bigger purposes down the road? Did he take your little baby or your brother and, and, and say, I got a purpose for this. It's a tulip in my garden. I just want to cuss when I hear those things. I do. I, just, I, I almost cuss just now. Like, what the hell is that? I am sorry, but it's like, what the hell is that? That is hell. That is just, who would believe that? Who would believe that, that knew God? You don't know God. You don't know God. You've just been, you've been next to somebody that knew God, maybe. But you don't know God. What the hell is that? I will repent later for those three hells, but I just, like, I get so mad at this stuff. Like, what are people, what are they doing with their spiritual life? They're on the lake in a boat, or they're camping, or they're hunting, or they're knitting. What are they doing with their life? Do they ever have a thought that says, what, what about God? What about my, am I going to die? Well, I, 10 years ago, I was 10 years younger. 
I might be older in 10 more years. I might be, you know, one day, daddy died, grandpa died. This thing has an end. There's an expiration date on this. Oh, my. I, and I do. I'm sorry I said that. I just didn't hold back. <laughs> oh, so uh, uh, let, let's, let's look at Romans 4. We've got just a few more minutes. Let's look at Romans, uh, yeah, Romans 4. I love Romans 4. I love Romans. Oh, it just helps me. It just helps me. Because see, if you, don't, if you don't stay strong, you'll get weak. Just because you were strong at the beginning of the year or the middle of the year doesn't mean you're strong now. You've got you to keep lifting the weights at the gym. You've got to keep on the treadmill or whatever. You gotta, everybody knows this stuff is not once in, it's done. It's not concrete. It, it's got to be maintained. So it says in verse 17, um, there's a discourse here, a faith discourse, and he says, as it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations. So we could go in the Old Testament and see where God said this to Abraham, and uh, before whom he believed, even God. So he's fixing to tell us an attribute of God. And we're sons of God, we're daughters of God, we're supposed to be like our father. Is that right? Yes, it is. So here's what God is. He said, who quickeneth the dead, resurrects the word. It means to make alive that which was dead. Who quickeneth the dead, what else do you do, God? And calleth those things which be not as though they were. This is how God works. And so God's not going to have a way of operating and saying, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a dog, but I, I, golly, I had hamsters. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a mama dog and I had hamsters. How do you think that happened? It didn't happen. Mama dogs have baby dogs, and, and God has children of God. And so we, if, if he calls things that be not, if he quickens the dead, that's what we do. We do that when we are like him. And so, and, but here it is, who against hope. Now, I have a little thing in my Bible, do what you want, but the word there is natural hope. Based on facts, based on facts, based on experience, based on uh, a science. Who against hope? Well, the science or the, the natural fact for Abraham that he's 100 years old. And he's not having kids at 100. It's just something. I mean, you actually did have kids. He, he's 147. He had he got him a new wife. He got him a sport model and, or something. <laughs> So, you know, men, men can do uh, whatever. Now, I'm not going there. But, but he was married to Sarah, and she certainly did have an expiration date in the natural realm, the science realm, the, faith, the, the fact realm. So, so he, he said, this is over. Who against, and, and the word against there means contrary. I put that in there. Who contrary. So he did something against the grain. You know, you rub the cat the wrong way, you got to turn the cat around if you don't want to change the way you rub it. You got to turn the cat around so you run it the right way. Well, you got to you got to get in faith, and if it's contrary to faith, you got to turn something around. So he turned something around. He looked at the facts and said, "Natural hope says we have no hope. This thing's done." That's why God had to appear to him and say, "Stars in the sky, sands in the sea," because it was against natural hope. God knew it. I mean, it's not like God was saying, no, no, we got this. No, it was not we got this until he told Abraham to believe with him. So against natural hope, believed in supernatural hope. 
And that's where we have to change. We have to make the switch that says, I get it. I get it that I'm the, I just came to work and I'm only three months on the job. I get it that I shouldn't be ahead of 14 men uh, that have been here for years and be the supervisor. I get that natural hope. But God put me up there ahead or, or whatever. He promoted me or made me ahead of the department, ahead of the time or, or, or whatever. You have, to, you have to open the door for God and say, I'm open. It's not even like you have to say, God, I'm believing to be the head of the department. I'm, 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 I'm wanting to be this, that, and other. You just say, God, I want to be where you want me to be. I want to be used in the kingdom. This life is expiring year by year. Every time you have a birthday, you tick something off. Is that right? Sure it is. And so you have to say, use me this year. You know, these actors, they were famous when they were 20 or 30 years old. Well, now they're, they're, not, they're not casting them in 20 and 30-year-old roles. They're casting uh, 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 Clint Eastwood as, a, as an, old, an older man now. It's like, and he does good, but he's not like Dirty Harry anymore. He's, he's not Dirty Harry. <laughs> he doesn't ride a motorcycle around or whatever, jump off of bridges. Well, he uses you and me wherever we are. But you gotta, you got to open the door. So verse 18, here we are, that he might, he got over there, why? That he might become what God said. Because he said in verse 17, as it is written, I've made thee a father of many nations. So what had to happen? It's the same thing that has to happen with you and me. We have to change our expectation, our framework of hope, and get over there where we're not hoping in natural things. Somebody's going to like me. I need to take them a present. I need to work late so they'll see me. No, we just give it to God. I don't stay late. I don't work weekends. I don't butter up the boss. I don't kiss up or whatever they, that, that is. I just, I, I go to church. I read the word. I, I give my heart to you. He said, I can do more with that than I can that kissy, kissy stuff. And so there you are. He just puts you ahead. He puts you in front. And he fast-tracks our life. You know, we talked for a while about the exponential man, where two is better than one. He fast-tracks your life. He gets you off the natural track. I, I went to that Atlanta airport, and it's 48 miles from where they, wanted, where they dropped me off to where they said I had to be. Maybe 47. Don't want to exaggerate. <laughs> but they have this running sidewalk. Woo, I like that. You just get on and, and you can walk too. So I was making around 40 miles an hour, I think, something like that. <laughs> oh, that's the way it is in the Lord. You get on that thing. Everybody else is trudging along on two wheels, and I, you're going in God. Don't wait till you're too late to figure this out and say, I want to be used of God. He'll still use you. But there's a lot of training and there's a lot of things that have got to come out and things that got to come in that take time. Although we're in a time right now where he's catching people up. Uh, Deborah's daughter, Wendy, I can talk about her here for a second. She's on a fast track. She already knows more in 10 or 11 weeks, whatever she's been with us. She knows more than I knew after the 10th year, after I got the whole, you know, because I didn't have anybody. There were no churches. I, I was the pastor. I couldn't even spell pastor, and then I was one. I didn't know. I had 
And I told y'all, I, I had that Bible study when we first started. I'd, eight hours, I studied eight hours all day, read and confirmed and got it in. And it blooped out in 35 minutes, just, and I was done. And suddenly everybody in the room knew everything I knew. There wasn't anything left. I didn't, I wasn't holding anything back. Everything I knew, they knew. But I'd go study for the next Thursday. That's, that's, those days are over. There's a Holy Ghost thing now that says, I got this thing on. And we are getting it now. If anybody just says, I'm going to do it your way, Lord, you're in. Can I encourage you? Go with God. He's in a good, good mood. He's always been in a good mood. But it's <laughs> He will take you out. Uh, verse, verse, uh, uh, verse 19, here we go. Well, verse 18, according to that which was spoken... So shall thy seed be. Verse 19. And, and being not weak in faith. Point yourself with me and say, you don't be weak in faith. Be strong. And being not weak in faith. Not even a born again man. Not even a born again man. Dead on the inside. He considered not his own body now dead. When he was about 100 years old. And here's the key, neither yet. He did not attribute a natural hope to the deadness of Sarah's womb. He knew how things worked. He knew what the natural order was. He knew how things uh, mechanically worked and biologically worked. But it says he considered not. He paid no attention. And that's 2 Corinthians 4.18. It says, we take, we, take, we take not aim at things which are seen. I messed it up. Let me just read it. Uh, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, fleeting and passing away. But the things which are not seen are eternal. You got to look. You got to look right. You can't look at both. You got to look. You got to close that world off and say, I'm paying no attention to you. I need to be funded in my house. I need to pay off my car in my house. I need, to, I need to give to missions. I work for this much money an hour. They get let me work this much. It's just normal, ordinary. Everybody's got a job like mine. But yet I've got this, this call to be supernatural. Well, how do you start? You start believing for income. Not necessarily your job because it can come a hundred ways. Don't just say job, job, job. Let God fix the job. You say supply, supply, supply. I'm funded. I'm funded. Michael Billings is funded, y'all. I'm funded. It doesn't matter what River Church does. It doesn't matter what. I get Social Security in February, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Wow. I never believed any, that I'd get that. I mean, I never had my, apparently. But anyway, I pay no attention to that. I'm funded. Are y'all funded? I am funded. I am a covenant man. I am a covenant man. If there's anything, you should never be a tither and be insecure in your money. It is forbidden in the kingdom. It is against the rules to be afraid for your future when you are a tither. It means that you don't know what the tithe is, and you're just simply being separated from your money. You don't know why you're giving. Well, I know why I'm giving. And I'm in every time I give. I do not just fritter away. Well, we did this last Wednesday, and here it is Sunday. We'll just do it again. Never let it become common. Stop everything. That's why we do that at River Church. We stop everything. We spend time in that. 
because it's everything. If you can't prosper in the kingdom, you will not have a confidence to cast out devils and raise the dead. You have to prosper. It's the entry. Well, you, you, you can't be one of those until you get your money right. Until you get, your, you get healed. Everybody has to be healed of something somewhere at some time. You'll, you can only go so far until you've experienced the supernatural of God. Since everybody is susceptible to the curse in this world, in the sense of it's there and we live in this world, then you have to have a supernatural testimony that says, I was sick, but by his stripes I was healed. You have to have it. If it's just a headache... The devil will try to steal everything that, that God's ever done for you and say, that wasn't really this and that really wasn't that. you got to hold on. you got to testify. That's why we bring testimonies on Sunday morning, just to keep the supernatural in the atmosphere. There, there's, see, this is all working for us. This is, this, is, this is how the Word works for us. And even though it's imperceptible, and we've had people leave because they didn't give due value to those things. They just said, well, he, he didn't say hi to me, or he, he, he walked away, or he was rude to me, or, or he, whatever, whatever, whatever. I did a human thing, or not. Maybe somebody was just a little touchy that morning. <laughs> well, whatever. This thing is worth it. Y'all put up with a lot in order to get this. It's, it's, it's everything. There's nothing else like this. There's nothing like it. I'm not bragging on me. I'm saying this gospel, this truth is everything. And you can endure this building and this crowd and this path. You can endure it. Be tough. Hallelujah. I got to go on. Okay. Not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body about uh, when he was a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Verse 20, he staggered not. There you go. Mastery. You got to get mastery. We have to get mastery about healing. You got to know that you know no matter what. The whole, the whole room that you're in has got the plague. I mean, there's 40 people in the room and every one of them tested positive. You got to stagger not. There's a depression and, and, and all the banks are closed and money's no good and the worst that you can think of. And you never even flinched. I doesn't have anything to do with me. It just means it's coming a different way on a different day. But it doesn't, you have to have that in you where you stagger not. When you have a, a, a wife that old and you've never had children, it's not like God said, well, you had a couple of litters, but we're going to do it one more time. And you know, you know the drill, Sarah. You know how she's never, she's never. And she's cursed in her culture already, the stigma of being barren or childless. And God's saying, we're going to do something that was a pretty good feat back when you were a young girl. And now it's just amazing. And it took her 25 years to work this stuff out in her soul. She didn't get it the first day. And we don't get it the first day. But we just keep pounding it in. We just keep defying the lie. We just keep saying, I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant woman. And this is how it is. And it won't be different. You have to tell yourself, it won't be different. This is how it is. Not like, well, we don't know exactly how it's going. No, we know exactly how it's going to go. My bills are paid. I am out of debt. And this condition is losing every day. You go, well, who can do that? Faith comes by hearing. You got to put it in, put it in, put it in. You got to meditate it. You got to read a book. 
You got to listen to a tape. Well, I go to church on Sunday mornings when I can. You lost. If that's all you're doing, and if, you, if you're reading the Word and not going to church, then there's something else that's wonky inside. Because people, Christians go to church. Strong Christians go to church for sure. Christians go to church. It is kind of man-made. Well, you look at the sign down here on the Advent Church, you know, and they'll say, you got to go to church on Saturday. You know, that's a little picky. It's not true. It's not in the Word. But go to church on Saturday, but just go. We don't care. Go on Tuesdays. We only meet on Sunday because of our culture. It's just used to Wednesday was the culture, but now there is no Wednesday culture. There's nobody going to church on Wednesday to speak of. But go to church. Okay, let's see if there's another verse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Verse 20. I'm, gonna, I'm winding this up. He staggered not at the promise of God. He staggered not of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Point yourself with me and say, hey, you, be strong in faith. Give glory to God before you see it. It says here, giving glory to God. He was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That means before he had Isaac. He was thanking God. Stars of the sky, that's my babies. That's my tree. Sands of the sea, oh my. There's a billion, billion stars, and nobody can even wrap their head around what a billion is. We throw it around in America because we owe a lot of money, <laughs> and we spend a lot, but it's an infathomable figure. A trillion is, you can't even, you can't even go there. You can't even put... But there's a billion, billion stars that we can see. That are, that's the visible ones. And the Bible says, or implies, that the universe is increasing every day. And scientists say, it's because he said light be. And he never said, that's enough. I believe we're done. So his word is still working. Oh, it's good out there, y'all. In verse 21, we'll be there. We'll be done there. And being fully persuaded... Point yourself with me and say, hey, you, get fully persuaded about the word of God. Know your covenant and live like it's true. And being fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was able also to perform. That's it. Abraham wasn't even a born again man. He needed Abraham to bring the covenant in, the covenant in. To bring the Messiah. He had to get the Messiah in. We were, we were dead in the water if the Messiah didn't make it. And so the Bible says in Genesis that he chose Abraham, not because he was pretty, not because he uh, had this great wife and virile body and all that. He says he, he chose Abraham because he knew he would command his household after him. You just never know what blessings God will put on you for the simplest of things. You just tell your kids, this is how it is. It will not be different. And if you ever, if you ever think it's different, life as you know it will suddenly change. You just have to have that understanding. I, I'm in charge. I'm raising you for God. And he's going to be real demanding on me saying, what did you do? So I'm going to have a good answer. I am not afraid of you, child. I am about him. you got to have that attitude like, yeah, you got here, but now you're mine. 
You're mine. Someday you won't be mine, but today you're mine. And when God says, where is that child? I'm going to say, Lord, he's serving you. God will do lots for the man and woman that says, I'm taking this serious. Amen. Well, amen. Faith is my life. Faith is your life. You don't have another life. You don't have another life. I'm real busy. Yeah, well, that's what everybody is. Everybody's real busy. Someone said, they said uh, someone retired and was retired for a year and said, I don't know how I ever had time to go to work. I am just covered up. <laughs> and I've seen retired people. It's like, uh, I called one the other day and said, uh, can we come see you? Well, not on Tuesday. We got oil change. <laughs> Wednesday, she gets her hair bent. On Thursday, we got to go to the, maybe Friday. Let me look. I'll get back to you. And it's like, well, you've been retired 10 years. What is this deal that you don't have time for me? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I love Jesus with all my heart, y'all. He's everything, and he's getting better all the time. Kind of like my dad didn't get real smart until he was about 42 or so. He's dumb as a rock before then, I thought, but all of a sudden he brightened up, and so I, I think the Lord's getting smarter too. He's getting better and better. I'm just kidding, of course. Amen. You shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. You shall lay hands on the sick, and you shall have seed to sow and bread to eat. We are debt-free. We have only one debt, and that's to love others. We are indebted to love one another. But financially, that is no big deal. Being debt-free is a product of love, because love never fails. Love never fails. It just, and that's our biggest challenge, is to walk in love. But it's shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost, so we can do it. We just have to acknowledge it. You know, he's in here. i got to get him out. So, uh, amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I bless this people. Lord, we, we are an uncommon group. I don't think we're sp that, that you think we're uncommon. Maybe you just think we're normal and you're trying to get everybody else upgraded. But, Lord, help us. We need help. Lord, we need help. Uh, to walk this gospel out. We want this gospel demonstrated through our lives. So, Lord, I praise you. I thank you for River Church and the grace that you are, that you have put on us and through us and in us. But, Lord, we're asking you for a supernatural life in 2018 and 19, Lord. We're, we're thanking you, Lord, all the stuff, the transitional, most all of it's already done. And, Lord, now it's the time to put it together. And I'm real excited about you, Lord, thanking you for River Church and raising us up. I thank you, Lord, for your people that stagger not at the promise of God. I thank you, Lord, that they were strong in faith, giving glory to you. I thank you, Lord, that they were able to look past natural hope and put on supernatural hope. And, Lord, there's a reward. You, you are a rewarder, rewarder of those that diligently seek you. And your reward is not just, uh, uh, you know, five coupons to the restaurant, Lord. It's, it's everything. The reward of heaven is magnificent. And, Lord, we look to that. We say, yes, Lord, we want to please you. We want to please you. We so want to please you that we're willing to displease everything and everybody else to please you. So thank you, Lord, for strengthening us by your might in our inner man. The rest of this year, I thank you for a supernatural December. There's money for every gift that's in our heart to give. Lord, we are funded.
to be givers at Christmas. It's not a strain. It's not a hard thing. It's not a dreaded time. Lord, there's plenty of income. When, when companies are cutting back and saying maybe not, <laughs> they've got money for us because we pull on it through the covenant. We are, we are graced in every dimension of our life. I thank you for health and wholeness to the end of the year. I claim it right now. There will be no surprises. There will be no uh, things that jump up. We bind you right now in the name of Jesus, and we say stop your maneuvers against River Church. We plead the blood on every person of every family that claims, that aligns, that, that sidles up to River Church. We extend that border out. Our Lord, that we are healed, whole, and healthy in Jesus' name. I thank you for supernatural and suddenly interventions of finances. Lord, surprises from heaven upon our lives. We were surprised in how it came, but Lord, we're not surprised that it came. Oh, thank you, Lord, for an expectation that it's from above. We put it on in Jesus' name. I just bless this people, Lord. I bless them. I ask you, Lord, to give your very best to every one of them. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. 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 Love you so much. God bless you. Hallelujah. No church wins.